Hello and welcome to Home Small Home, a podcast about living small and dreaming big. I'm Christiana Spaulding of Silver Trailer, and I will be sharing conversations with friends who live in tiny homes, RVs, vans, boats, and other small spaces. Recorded from my vintage Airstream trailer. Thanks for joining us. Hi, I'm Mona He. I live in my 2019 Airstream Globetrotter Copenhagen with my dog Izzy. And I recently have made the jump to become a full-time Airstream or a full-time live-work owner. And I'm moving from Oregon to wherever my eight wheels take me. And I look forward to seeing any or some of you on the road. Look for a, a, a smiling face and big red numbers 152 on my trailer. I'm excited about oh, it. Sure. <laughs> oh, thank you. I am just kicking this podcast thing off to inspire other people to live simply and to learn, you know, different tricks and tips and advice from other people because it's an ongoing goal of mine to simplify and, you know, minimize. So yeah. It's a perfect example. Well, thank you. You know, it's it's funny. I would, you know, I spent the better part of two years in my little 19-foot Bambi in the parking lot at Airstream LA and, you know, escaped Ojai whenever I could. But I would go home to my lovely brownstone and go, well, it's really pretty and I love all this stuff, but why do I have all this space? And and then I think it was a trip last year to Hawaii with a friend that said, what happens when you die? I'm like, well, I don't know, I'm dead. Because I know, but who takes care of all of your stuff? Who's going to manage your estate? I go, I don't know. And what if they do it wrong? I don't. I won't know that. <laughs> but then I started looking around going, why do I have all this stuff? And, and I don't have children and I don't have a husband and I have my Izzy. But um, beyond that, yeah, I don't know why I needed it. So I just went on this war path and just started giving things away, like giving. Um, and it felt pretty good to do that. And I didn't want to bother with trying to sell it. I enjoyed it. And I didn't give my house away. But I gave away and I didn't give away some of my beloved treasures. But I might get to a point that when I come home from six months from now and see my storage locker and go, I don't even know if I need all this. So we'll see. Right. Right. <clears throat> so and The people you gave it to were the people that you know or friends of friends or donations? Because I, I know for me it makes it easier when I have a faith can see someone light up when they love something right. that I'm moving on. So who did you? You know, I did a lot of to goodwill. <laughs> I did a ton uh-huh. of goodwill. I mean, I did this whole formal China, like 18, I don't know, just massive amounts of unused China, which is probably vintage by now. And I took it to Goodwill, and, and I just thought, maybe this will be a treasure for somebody that would never, ever have this. And I did know that, you know, some of my friends, Susan, loved a couple of my vintage lamps, and I gifted them to her, and she loved them to death. And she bought me a bottle of wine, so all good. <laughs> it, it, it's, <clears throat> but it, it's nice. been really yeah, fun. You have, some, you have some really nice pieces, designer pieces and vintage pieces and um, I do. I guess some, sometimes it's hard to get wrapped up in, oh, my gosh, I paid X amount for this, or it's worth that much. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess that's yeah, the not, key of 
knowing you're making yeah, someone's day. It is. I'm not giving, I'm not telling my friend Sherry that I gave away the two vintage Biedermeyer cabinets because she would kill me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, <laughs> she's just not going to ever know that, and, and that one of them fell over on the way somewhere, so the glass broke. But um, I'm not going to tell her that. But, yeah, people at the pet store got furniture, um, pets from my old neighborhood, and it, it just, yeah, it was a, it's really a good feeling. And then, I mean, I made like 10 different edits. I'd go, oh, no, no, I need that. And then I come back, you know, round three, and I'm like, why do I still have that? So I, I'm i happy. You know, I still have things that I'm trying to fit in my new trailer, and uh, I'm balancing the things that I know that are breakable and with the things that aren't. And just I'm going through the same edit phase here. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. How? Tell me about your new trailer. I am excited about it. <laughs> I am too. You know, this is my sixth Airstream. Um, I had four vintage, uh, and then actually the first four I bought were vintage. You saw two of them. And then I had a the little 19-foot 2011 Bambi. And I loved all of them, um, but I fell in love with this Globetrotter. I, there's four different design interiors to this. It was a 2018 model, but mine's a 2019 production. And the first one I saw was not – I didn't like the colors, so I was so hung up on that, I didn't really pay attention to it. And I just wanted to get a 25 uh, International. And uh, the dealer, one of the people, the dealer, who I've known since they opened a million years ago, said, no, 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 you don't want that bed that goes sideways. You want the full-on queen walk-around bed, and you want the globe trotter. I was like, no, no, I don't like that color you have. She goes, no, no, no. There's two that are darker wood with um, a creamy white. It's not mm. really white. It's not really cream. Um, accent colors. The whole couch is creamy white. And I walked in nice. and just said, done, done. And so my goal was to sell my brownstone. And I bought this beautiful comforter or duvet cover at, at Crate and Barrel. And that was on the rental property downstairs. And I said, this, you can have everything in this house, in this downstairs rental space, but not that comforter because that's going in my brand new glove trotter. And when the house sold, I marched into the dealer and said, let's go. So oh I love her. Gosh. It's uh, 2019 uh, Globe Trotter Copenhagen. Um, and I named her Globby, partly because <laughs> someone put a vintage Globe Trotter on eBay and forgot the E. So it was a, it's always been Globe Trotter to me. And, and then I thought, you know, <laughs> I'm like, this trailer is so sexy. It needs it needs an ugly name to remain humble. And so, um, globby it is. And I just <laughs> love her to death. <laughs> I love Browns and light blue. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I did like every upgrade I could possibly I have so there's no more room on my roof, apparently. It, it's it's full of Wi Fi Ranger and um cell booster um solar uh i did a hot water on demand tank because i Ooh, don't want nice. a water tank with all of that questionable water like southern california and vegas is if it's not deionized it, it can affect your tank so and it's awesome and then the last enhancement she's having done is we're making the bathroom counter um and then they're in, taking that sink out it's I always giggle and call it the dog water bowl, the aluminum sink in the new trailers. And they're doing an undermount, and both of those are the white Corian 
that match my kitchen counter. Yeah. Oh. And then and then and I'm right. That's why I'm waiting until August first or August second to leave. Is the dealership doing all your upfitting? <clears throat> they are. Um, they did all the solar. Um, I ordered um, two screen guards from David Winnick and had him send it there. Um, so they installed those. They did the easy start nice. for both of my big air conditioners, which now I can use a, a, a portable generator to, to run um, air if I so choose. Um, but yeah, nice. they did all the functional stuff and then they have another company, a part of their company called Ultimate Airstream. And their custom work is unbelievable. So, um, many friends have taken these big L-shaped lounges and kind of edited a section of it to be like a cooktop or a extra prep space or a desk. And I'm like, no, I, I entertain in mine. I want a lot of people in here, but. I, I really wanted my bathroom countertop to match. And then they said, well, we can do this undermount sink. And I'm like, do it. So um, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, yeah so that's my, that's my globby. Globby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have and awning you on there. And... Aw, beautiful. Ooh. I can't wait to see it. Now, what, uh, what about yeah. Izzy? She has her own little space in there, obviously. Yeah, she's very happy. Is he your dog? Is he's my dog? Um, my little rescue rescue puppy um, from Marley's nuts. Uh, Halloween, it'll be three years. And thank you for being such a good landlord and not and not scolding me for not telling you I didn't buy a dog. You get a dog, <laughs> but she's a chihuahua, rat terrier, monkey, and I. She did not like at the Salem International Rally that we just had for the club. You know, I'm in this trailer almost full time, the little 19 Bambi, and I can't throw her cookie bone down the length of the hallway that I used to be able to do at home. And and I'd stand at my little 19 Bambi and stand by the bed and gently toss it to the dinette, take three steps and toss it back. And now I can throw it all the way to the bed and back, so she's much happier. <laughs> but, yeah, Aww. she loves the trailer. She's, okay. she's a good girl. She is such a good girl. When I think of someone that's a true Airstreamer, I think of Mona Heath. Um, you live, work, and breathe Airstreams. You're so passionate about it. You do events, and you're on boards. Um, so first, I want to ask you how you first got into Airstreaming and Airstreams. Uh, I would have to attribute that to my ex-husband, Um we bought a little 62 Shasta, and and a funny story, I never camped, so my my Boeing girlfriend just thought I grew seven heads. Like, you don't camp. Camping is a Westin instead of a W for you. And I'm like, well, I know, but it's, it's actually kind of fun. And that thing had an icebox and no potty, and, and, and it didn't really bother me. I used to think I was very high maintenance, but it didn't bother me. And we're camping and camping, and... We went to a big rally, and there were all these airstreams over in this, their own section parked together. There were a few rogue ones parked by us who became good friends, but they just seemed not very inclusive. And then they came in my little chest and said, well, when are you going to start working on it? And I go, it's oh. done. And they go, well, those wings aren't aren't official to, you know, not for this right year. And I go, well, they are to me. And And it turned out to be one of my dearest airstream friends. I just learned that. But I was like, I'm never going to be one of those snotty airstream people. 
And then we stocked one that was in a storage unit near my favorite um, state park up here in Oregon, LL Substewart. And there was a big flood in November several years ago. And in May, we were camping and went by to see if the trailer was there. And it it was, but it was full of mold. The river had come up and picked it up and it floated. And I thought that was kind of funny because it was a trade wind. So that started the, or a land job. Um, and that started the journey. And it, it took two and a half years. I joined the club right away, the Airstream, Wally Byam Airstream Club. And went to rallies for the day. And then I went to this epic Modernism Week rally where this really talented woman that had a lot of airships was going to be. And I was like, oh, man, we need to polish it. She polishes her trailers. And it turned out to be you. And so ah. I, I just was like, it was so funny because we're at Happy Traveler. And I go, that, that woman, that, that silver trailer lady is up there. And so Doug and I walked by, and you're out there with Osa Pony and your pickup, and you're making a piece of furniture. I'm like, yeah, she's perfect. So <laughs> I know it's so funny. And then and then I just started. I wanted a small trailer because I thought, oh, I can't sell a big one. So I bought Bubble, and then I bought a few more. And then that Christiana lady, my dear friend, you uh, asked if I would be interested in opening Airstream to Go location in L.A. And I that completed, completed me, I think, because um, now, now I do enjoy, I work, uh, live, breathe, work, eat, everything, airstream, and and it's been, it's been a really fun ride. I'm, I am amazed with everything that you do with airstreaming, and I'm amazed that you're still so passionate about it. Um, oh, yeah. It could go the other way of getting totally burned out and not wanting anything to do with it, but you're so good at what you do. You're so social and organized and so great at putting on events. Thank you. You're magnetic, you know. Nice. Yay. You like it? I changed my number. I love it. I know. I wasn't yeah, wait, going to. One. They oh, were yeah, three, three, were... three, nine. Three, 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 nine. Three, ah. three, three, nine. What? But because I'm going to be the president of a club, uh, <gasps> that will happen. Ah, I know. Yeah. They they offered me a three-digit number when I became third VP, and I said no. And then I thought, you know what? It's a pretty significant year in 2020. It's the 65th anniversary of the club, and it's uh, I'll be the youngest um, president. Oh, and I'm the first woman president. And I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. And but I've never really I didn't thank you. And I just this this one hundred series numbers, one oh one and up, um, they're retired. Once once that's assigned to someone, it can never no one will ever have it again. So because it's it's important. They're international officers. So um my number is one five two. And as soon as I get up to Portland or oh, Seattle. I think that's where they have them shipped. <laughs> so I'll have nice. someone put them on for me. I know. Isn't that cool? Oh, congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. Now, Thank you. Now I, I do so love this one more, one more question. Can you, can you tell me, can you summarize the Wally Byam caravan? Yeah, can you tell yeah. me what club you're talking about? <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it's the Wally Byam Caravan Club International. Um, but we are one of our DBAs is the Wally Byam Airstream Club, and uh, a lot. If you see airstreams with big red numbers on them, those started 63, 64 years ago when Wally Byam, the founder of Airstream, led caravans around the world uh, through Mexico. Um, everywhere. And, and that was how he kept track of all the caravan members. Um, so we, we did start as a caravan club and, um, we're closely associated with Airstream Inc. and, uh, in Jackson Center. Yeah. We are very closely associated with Airstream Incorporated and, uh, you know, these iconic trailers appeal to so many New travelers or long-time travelers, um, those that have grown up traveling with their families. Um, in some cases, there's three generations of Airstream owners that, that come to our rallies. So I have been in the club almost 10 years, and which means I'll have – and I'm currently serving as the international first vice president, and next year in Virginia, I'll become the international president of the Wally Byam Airstream Club. It's a great honor for me. And I've been working hard on keeping this club relevant for our members and and moving it, inching it forward, and making it relevant for the next 60-plus years of membership. And I feel like I don't have enough time. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm proud to be part of the, the leadership team. And I am just in love with this club. I think I'm going to do Mod Week one more time, um, the Vintage Trailer Show. So I've done it, what, the last six years? Um, But this will most definitely be the last one for me. I'm going to bring a few um, of my buddies, my Vintage Trailer buddies, Liz, Mark, and um, uh, Denny Stone, um, or Stubie, Stubie's wife, or partner, Denny. Um, They're going to come help me. And, but I don't think that show will continue just because that location won't be available next year um, uh, or the following year. So, Can you summarize for someone that's never been to Mod, Mod Week where and what it is? Sure. Uh, Modernism Week is a celebration of all things mid-century modern, uh, architecturally, uh, design, uh, inspiration, um, preservation, and it's obviously, it's held in Palm Springs the last two weekends, the last, I want to say, 11 days of February. And I believe the show started at the Ace Hotel. You were there, um, right? Yeah. 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 And yeah, and I know that the owners of the Ace, my hairdresser knows them. They love Airstreams. So there were Airstreams around the pool. And then the next year mm-hmm. was when I went. Um, and Rich and Brett from Airstream Life produced those. And that was really fun. And then I took a year off, and a friend that I met who was on the board of Modernism Week, and he lives in Oregon, um, and mentored me, Christy Eugenis. Christy asked if I would produce the show, uh, the Modernism Week show. And and I did, but if my point to the next year board when they asked me to do it was, if this is so important, then I want this entire parking lot. And I don't want it to move. And you know what? They've done that. They've, for six years, they've not moved the space. They've just completely empowered me to 
um, continue to elevate the experience. So even though I'm an Airstreamer, true and true, I mean, I, I have owned one other trailer that's not Airstream, but I just felt we needed a diverse, quirky, fun community and collection of vintage trailers from all eras, from um, all manufacturers, and I continue to seek out those rare ones that aren't going to be seen very often. And so we've had people come from Missouri, um, Kim with the Cabine, two years now has driven yeah. all the way from Missouri to Palm Springs. Another strong, yeah. but, oh, she's so sweet. Um, uh, people have yesterday. Oh, you did? She's yeah, with Rhonda Coleman and been for a while. That's so cool. I just love her to death. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. and it's, and it's community is what it is. Um, so it's two weekends. We do awards. We have fun. We do kind of owners only or participant only cocktails one night and then an awards dinner the next night. And my favorite part is just I get there and then I'm pretty much done once everything's set. Power, security, um, everything. And then I just hand it over and watch this vibrant lifestyle come come to life, I guess. It's, you know, they're riding their bicycles around. They're visiting each other's trailers. And I love it. So um, it, it'll be hard for me to let go of. But my role in the Wally Byam Club, um, I will not have the bandwidth to do it. And it's going to be a struggle next year, which is why I'm asking others to help me. Yeah, you've built it into something amazing. Rich Lure was there yeah. last year. I don't know. Did you see him? And, um, I did, yeah. Yeah. He and Brett started that. And it was really humbling. I was nervous, and I don't know why, but I was nervous that he wouldn't like where it had gone. And he was very complimentary. So that made me happy. Last year, every year, we eclipsed attendance year over year over year. Um, and, you know, just pushed the envelope on how many trailers I could fit in there. So I wanted more, yeah. but I ran out of space. Uh, but, you know, I met yeah. Bill, Bill and Beth Kerfoot there who were in the Airstream Club. That's the first place I met them other than digitally uh, on air forums. I met my dear, dear friends, Jim and Linda Polk, at that mod Aww. week that you were at the first year. There's so many people yeah. that, uh, Funky Junk Brothers, uh, that will always oh, be yeah. in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I hope everyone will check it out. I'm looking Thank forward you. to it. Yeah. So I want to ask you, um, do you have some signature touches in your Airstreams that you've added to make it your own Miss Mona's Globby? I mean, mm -hmm. say the Bambi. Do you have like a storage tips or something to really make it your full-time home? Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've got things that aren't necessarily conducive to storage, like my my beloved Jonathan Adler lamp that initially was supposed to go in bubble, but it's just so darn cute. Uh, the finial dropped and broke, and I just glued it back together, and it made me sad, but it's still here. Um, uh -huh. I have another I have another crazy clock, um, and uh, another what? Or uh, Herman Miller, another Herman Miller clock. Oh yeah. And, no, no, it's George Nelson. It's Nelson. It's a Nelson clock. I do that all the time. I have my Nelson clock, and I have a little piece of art and a few more pieces of Adler sprinkled around. And then and then I just have been really trying to um, <clears throat> maximize the space um, and uh -huh. be creative about how I do that. So 
I think I'm getting there, but I just feel like I've got a few breakable things that I don't really need in here. So I'll continue to change. I just don't want to lose my love of this lifestyle and compromise it and become not me. And that's, oh, my Google Home. I have a Google Home sitting here. Uh, it was a gift mm-hmm. from my brokers. <laughs> and every day I ask nice. them, uh, the joke of the day. And we have a little morning routine. She tells me the news and the weather and 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 I like that. So I know it's costing me money from my data plan, but I don't really care. Um, yeah. What am I struggling with? I've got my massive HP printer in the truck, and I've decided I don't need that. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to go to Kinko's and print things if I need to. I bought a yeah. darling little shredder because I'm addicted to shredding things. So a darling little one. Um, and everything else is just in cute little containers, and I'm just trying to not overload the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. I did buy two hard-sided luggage um, during Amazon Prime Day, and that's going to be my winter, my fall and winter clothing and boots and coats, and that'll be in the back of my ah. pickup. So, yeah. Oh, God. Um, nice. I love that I know. you have an appreciation for nice things, and you're also living minimally, because I think a lot of people think, oh, if I... I had to pare down and move into an airstream or some type of small home, you know, I'd have like one fork and one plate and one knife. But you have curated all these beautiful things in your space. So you I have, have thank you. I, I have both. Um and and I may not cook but I've got the accoutrement. I, I mean I had stuff I had cooking utensils from the 69 Airstream, and then I had another color palette of them from Bubble, and then I had them from my home, and then I had them at the rental space downstairs in my home, and, and it was ridiculous how much I had. So um, I loaded some in, and I've done two edits so far, so it's really, what am I going to use? And and then I just kind of said, yeah, I'm going to pick my treasures, and that makes me just go, ah, every time I walk in, and then I'll have the more functional things. I even have paper plates up above, but... I also have my Crit and Barrel 2, RCB2 dishes. Oh, yep. Right. I love her. So, yeah, so for people like us who like the like to curate and find special things for our places, how – what's your plan going forward to satiate that um, – I don't know if it's a hunt, but the curation and wanting to bring things in and also – you know, having a limited space and having to live more minimally? Or you know, do you not like I think that, well, no, I, I like living minimally, um, but I also like having fluffy pillows and sparkle pillows and statement. So I maybe it'll switch out a, a pillow here and there. Um, right. I, I think that when I was married, I bought stuff just to buy it. And at some point it's, I felt like I was defining me by the property and the things I own and mm-hmm. and I just didn't want that anymore. So my my desire to buy the coolest or the, the things that curate a really beautiful mid century modern collection, I think I've done that and I think I kept the ones that mean the the items that mean the most to me. Um so I, I don't really know that I necessarily need that anymore. You on the other hand, I mean you transition your stuff so beautifully and and, and change the space just by what you put in and out of there. So, um, yeah, 
maybe someday I'll, I'll get tired of lugging around the Adler lamp and, or it'll break, which would break my heart. Um, and then I'll just find another cool lamp. I, I have to have some things that say mold. They say this is Mona. Right. right. And the rest of it is <laughs> right. not that big of a deal anymore. <laughs> right. And I'm sure you got momentum with the things that you started giving away and then just mm-hmm. being able to let go. You probably with each piece just got easier. Right? It did. It it did. It goes faster. Um, the second, the third, the fifth, the tenth um iteration of it, I just was like, Why am I doing this? I have two beautiful bicycles out in the storage locker. Two. One of them I've only ridden a little bit and the other was the the electric cruiser that I bought at Modernism Week the, the year I met you and um I didn't put a bike rack on this trailer. With Izzy, my puppy, she wouldn't stay in there. <laughs> She's all licking toes on people with sandals and no way she'd stay in a basket. Um right. I did buy a little electric scooter thing um, called an Urbe, U-R-B-E, hyphen E. Um, and so did Honda Coleman and um, several other people in Salem. So I haven't, I just got it. I haven't charged it. I haven't ridden it around. I need to make sure I store it well in the truck. And the truck will be my other storage. So, and, yeah. and that's all I'm going to have for a while. And I may, like I said, I may come back six months from now and go, I don't really even need this stuff anymore. Um Right. Or maybe I find a cute little a little place, a small place, where I can have a washer dryer and maybe take a bath. And <laughs> I do miss my jacuzzi right. time. <laughs> right. So your kids and then those treasures will go there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that rather than, oh, my goodness, this is my space for the rest of my life. You know, it's going to always decide to go to another plan. But um, yeah. it sounds like this suits you nicely. It does. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, I am I gonna very happy. Yes. Um, oh, I was I was thinking you had told me you've lost, wow, a lot of weight. You look so amazing. You always look amazing. Mm-hmm. And this seems like there's a correlation of... Um, I don't know. When I have a lot, a lot of stuff, like when I'm collecting stuff, I feel like my weight is up. And then it's kind of a part of minimizing. I find it so interesting when people let go and downsize. A lot of times the weight comes off. And I, what's your take yeah. on that? You know, um, yeah, I think I, I, I obviously running up and down the, the stairs of a brownstone to, to give that stuff away and take all those loads to storage. Christmas is going to be hard for me to let go of. That's the other one. Um, I, I, it started the weight loss. Uh, but, you know, the last several years, just being away from home, um, being at home and all of the drama with my ex-husband, um, it, and having him still in the area for the most part, uh, just I, it just seemed like that was a big cloud over me. And so giving things away was great, um, taking back control of me and mm-hmm. my being in charge of my own happiness and my own health, which comes with that happiness, then um, it, feels, it feels great. I'm at almost 49 pounds. Um, I have a whole closet, oh a whole wardrobe of beautiful clothing that still you would not know is I bought several years ago, but 
and and I'm just kind of shopping in my my storage, and it's pretty fun. Um, and I feel good. I feel healthier. Um, my silly arthritic knee doesn't bother me near as much. Uh, and, and probably the other biggest motivator is I turned 60 um, in just a, just a short while. And I thought, if 60 doesn't inspire me to take care of myself, I, I'm not quite sure what would. Um, I don't think 61 is the magic number. And as it turned out, a really one of my dear Boeing friends went on a diet because she turned 60 this year, too. So she lost 25 pounds. So it, it just it feels good. I can maneuver in a small space better. I can climb around in the back of my pickup easy. Um, and, and I it just feel good. So maybe oh, maybe it's that getting the stuff awesome. away that helps me feel better. Um, but it's good. Good. I, I did tell you someone though in Salem. I did. Someone came up to me. So many people were like, you know, they don't know how to ask, and they're like, "You look great. Do you feel okay?" I go, "No, no, no. I'm I'm great. It's all by choice." Um, did you uh-huh. get a new hairstyle? Yes, and I've lost weight. <laughs> and some are like, "Please don't take this." It. Anything other than a compliment, but you look fantastic. And I'm like, well, thank you. So you taught me to accept compliments and not deflect them. And and I I've, I've been doing that. I've been accepting them. So thank you for that. How proud of you! Yay! <laughs> Yay! That's all, my, Mama Spalding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell your mama. Thank you for everything. I will. She'll be proud. <laughs> uh, so just to wrap it up, because I don't want Izzy to. Nels over there. Um, what advice do you have for someone that's listening to your story? I'm sure is so inspired and thinks, "Oh my gosh, I could never do that. How could I ever do that?" What advice would you give someone to take some steps? Don't be afraid to take that big step. Um, don't be afraid to uh, whatever it is that. And for me, I didn't know that this was my passion until I gave it a try. Um, so don't feel boxed in in who you think you are or who you think people think you should be. And um, and don't be afraid to try and ask. And, and I guess uh, listen to your friends and listen to the, the wise, the wisdom that they can share with you. It's, it's, it's been this book kind of not just buying a trailer. It's not just losing weight. It's just kind of finding me. And I'm, I'm really happy with me. Oh, I love that, Mona. <laughs> Thank you. I get a big part in that, you know, a really big part. So, uh, and, and to me, the biggest compliment was, uh, my, my three other girlfriends from Boeing that we used to travel everywhere together. And I had a, you probably heard me reference this, but I had I broke up with my ex best friend or my best friend, so I called her my ex best friend. And um, ironically, she's the one that's probably the most like like me. Um, everything has to be in its place. Every, just very organized. And we've we've become closer again. And I went yeah. to Hawaii with. This is the one that asked me about wh- what's going to happen with everything. Um, so our trip to Hawaii was really great and. You know, A, she apologized for not being supportive during my relationship and everything I went through with Doug, and, and I didn't ask her to, and that was great. Um, mm-hmm. It was unexpected, and, and it was sincere. 
And she came to Portland a couple of months ago and stayed with me, which she hadn't done for years. And I said, so what do you want to do? You know, it's no tax here in Oregon. So do you want to go to Nordstrom? Do you want to go to the employee store at Nike? Because I can get in. And she goes, no, I just want to spend time with you, and I want to see your trailer. And so that was huge to me. And I've been trying to figure out how to get Globby up into her driveway, but she just had a big tree branch fall down, and I'm not taking Globby anywhere near that. So um, she'll have to see her another time. But I love that she's embraced that. And she's following this Airstream. Is it this Airstream? The the woman with the Bambi that – it's it's a cute blog. Um, so Kathy's been following her, and it's it's really nice to see that. So I love it. Oh, and that's a good Thank friend. You. I can ask you a question like, "What what's going to happen when you die?" I mean, that's what best friends ask. I know, so. I know. No, and, <laughs> and and you're right. And and I I felt that I was being a bit frivolous, and part of it was a defense mechanism because I had not addressed any of that. And, um, you know, I just, I, I don't, I don't want the pressure of being committed to a home and not being, a, you know, struggling to, to make the mortgage or the rental. And it hadn't been my intent to sell my rental home as well, but I thought, you know, it's not making money. And I, I think it's just, maybe this is the right time in the market. And I just, time for me not to have these things holding me down. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, girl. I will, uh, well, I'm down in California. I'll work with the Pulse, and, um, you know, I've got a good amount of money that I, I'm going to invest, and Jim is going to give me some guidance, and um, and I'll, I'll make sure I've got all the paperwork I need in place should something happen, but not for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> yes. Well, I, we all need to do that at any age. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. It is. Good for you. Uh, I love talking to oh, you, Doodle. My little home sweet home alongside me. Mona is amazing, right? I love that woman. Thank you for joining us in our conversation. I hope you had some great takeaways. I have a lot of her resources in our show notes. A big thank you to Socialista for editing our podcast and to Sonia Barcelona for her gorgeous song during our intro. Thanks again.